Welcome to Progressive Mindset Podcast. My name is Natalie Potts, business coach and mentor. And each week I'll bring you an inspiring personal message to help you unlock creating a living life of energy, action, impact and happiness. And today I'm delighted to welcome on Chris. Chris and I have got a really interesting episode where we talk around how he got into coaching in his niche and really finding purpose in your life and knowing that you don't just have to have one passion and potentially that the way we see our upbringings and the limiting beliefs can hold us back if we don't really explore those as we start to to get older and really look at what we really want in life. So as I always do, I'm going to hand over to Chris to introduce himself. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's kick off by sharing a little bit about you, into coaching and ideas around niche and what that that kind of means to you and ideas you've got. Yeah. Cool. So I'm Chris. I'm a, uh, I call myself a career and purpose coach. So what that means is I, I work with people to help them figure out and articulate their purpose. And then we'd work together with that knowledge to kind of make sense of what that means now in their career and their life. So that could be things like changing their career to kind of bring more of their purpose up on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also mean just like bending their current role or finding different ways maybe outside of work to basically feel more true to themselves um, and and just do things that kind of light them up and get them excited to jump out of bed every day. Um, The reason I kind of do that, I guess, is it's very much something that resonates with me. It's it's this idea of being able to like articulate and define your purpose or kind of what you need uh, to be doing on a day-to-day basis in order to be feeling, feeling your most kind of true self and your most full self. Is definitely something that I've been exploring over the last few years um, and I feel like I've been able to make good progress um, in regards to that kind of stuff. Yeah I, I love that I, I love the idea of um, like exploring purpose because I think a lot of people as coaches have to go through that journey themselves at the yeah. starting point and it's interesting actually this morning I was writing a, a, an article about business kind of looking at like, having a compass yeah. The ideas around that you've got to have purpose. Uh, you know, you kind of you've got to have your mission, you've got to have your values, you've got to have your vision, um, and then your goals. And then as I said, that kind of for me creates this compass of if you imagine four quadrants. And I yeah. guess the key part of that at the start is your mission, if you're coming from a business perspective, but essentially it's your why, why you why you do what you do. Yeah. And they always say, don't know, Simon Sneak, start with why. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um there was definitely a point in my life where I was like, I've done a lot of different things. And like on paper, I couldn't really make sense of why I enjoyed the things that I enjoyed because there wasn't an obvious connection between them. So for example, I loved like acting as a kid. I loved music, but then I was also like really good at maths. Yeah. So I, I spent this kind of, a lot of my kind of teenage years kind of felt, almost felt like a duality of like creative, but also very kind of traditionally academic. Yeah. Um, And I never really kind of understood how that made sense. And then when I looked at kind of the different roles that I'd done at the beginning of my career, it was kind of like, I don't necessarily see how this all kind of fits into one big picture. Like I've done a bit of sales, done Mm -hmm. some marketing, I've done kind of more stuff in tech. And I I think for me, being able to kind of figure out like what actually is the string that connects all of these things. Because I think people often, when they think about purpose, they, they kind of get it confused with passion. So it might be like, my purpose is to become a dancer or whatever it might be. 
but actually that's your passion your purpose is kind of that layer below that it's yeah. kind of like so for me like one of the things that I realized was that learning and sharing knowledge was crucial to me in order to feel happy helping people kind of gain wisdom through sharing things that I've learned and when I look back at all of the different things that I really enjoyed doing it was all around like how can I learn as much as I can learn to then be able to share that so that people can think differently about themselves or about something that they'd already had some opinions on and so for me that that kind of why behind why I was doing everything was very much like this un, unrealized and unspoken thread that all of these things started to make sense on. Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned that. I was reading something book recently and it was talking exactly about passions yeah. and purpose. And, and he was, uh, it's Stephen Bartlett's book actually, um, Happy yeah. Sex Millionaire, if you haven't read it, it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, he's kind of, he's quite controversial deliberately, I think, in his, his, his way he pitches himself and ideas. Yeah. But I think the essence I got through that was that, you know, it isn't just about, oh, whoopee, I found my passion. You know, passions, there are loads of passions. And when I started to think about this, I thought, well, he's right, because like yourself, I've actually... I've probably career-wise always had a very corporate career, very right. mentor, do as you told, comes through the hierarchy and that kind of, you know, you get formula, um, process, results-driven, all those KPIs. And, and then you hit a point where I was like, but like yourself, I wasn't that years ago. I did a drama degree and, and I, I've got this internal conflict going on because I, I love what I do and I enjoy that part of, at that time. But there's something that I'm not getting that I'm having to seek in a different place. Yeah. Because it's that that's that's almost like an inner purpose part with but the passions are drawing it out for me. So I guess understanding that reality myself probably got me as bit into the coaching world of I love what I do, but this doesn't feel like it's tapping into my purpose in life. Yeah. Whereas then coaching came about and it just and it's those passions and things that help you sometimes identify that I think on your journey but also to know that you don't just have to stick with that one passion that it's just it's just there isn't it yeah have you seen the movie um soul by pixar no it's um a really interesting you know how like pixar's really started to do movies that start to go into kind of like psychology like inside out was one with yeah. the emotional intelligence and soul is one which is it has this concept of before a soul can become a life um they you, they have to have like a spark right and so the movie follows like a, a jazz musician and, and you kind of believe that his spark in life is to play jazz music and he's become a jazz teacher and feels a little bit more kind of um disillusioned with the whole kind of thing although he very much still wants to pursue that 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 passion of becoming a performer but kind of the the, the the crux of the story is that really it's not about a particular spark that you have to have. So like there's a there's a character that's always trying to find whatever their spark is. Could I be a chef? Could I be uh, an architect? Could I be all of these different things? Mm -hmm. It's not really about that thing. It's just the ability for you to get passionate about something mm -hmm. and to be able to kind of commit to something to some level that can like bring out the best in you. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really, really good movie that I would recommend to anyone. And it's very very much aligned to this concept of purpose, like personal development, like why are we on the planet? Um, what is the greater contribution that we should be making to other people's lives? Yeah. Um, but it just kind of very much reminded me of like, it's not about like that that one thing that you, you start doing when you're four years old and spend your entire life dedicated to it. 
it's just the ability to kind of get excited by different things. And then if you can kind of understand what that thread is between them, that will really help you as you move forward to make decisions about what you do next, whether it's what job you take or what hobby you pick up or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think so. When I, I always do kind of uh, five quick fires questions at the end, but right. I'm going to draw one now actually because it's interesting with what we're talking about. When you talk about, um, like you said, about how you used to be and then kind of what you get into, and I guess it's part of it may be some of our, uh, our, our, our upbringings in terms of what we go into, or we just find something and we enjoy it, or we're, you know, I remember actually, you know, I'm money driven, but not the way I used to be. But actually, at the time when I was 21, I was earning really good money. And that, yeah. that just kept me. So, asking that question to you, what would you tell your younger self now that you're going through this journey and looking back and that, like you just said, thinking about your purpose and your passions years ago? Um, two things. One, I think I would say just have more patience with things. And I mean, particularly around like your career and your relationships. Like, I was definitely someone that was like, I want to go in at this level. And then within an X, X number of time, I want to be at this next level. And the next number of time, I want to be even higher. And it was all about the pursuit of the next kind of thing. Yeah. And I think my biggest thing now would be like, slow down and just kind of enjoy it. Kind of have, have patience with yourself. Trust that they're, trust in the process. I don't necessarily like when people say trust in the process, because it kind of assumes that there is like a defined process for you. But it's more like trust, trust in that that you're just figuring it out and you're kind of ma making the right decisions and don't kind of overthink like would this be the right career decision like what is this payoff going to be for this if I do this yeah. I may not enjoy this but maybe I'll do it because it will get me this kind of salary or this kind of status like forget all of that kind of stuff and just kind of like slow down with it and, and the second kind of piece of advice I would give which is very much related to this is like focus less on the results mm. and focus more on what you're learning, the relationships you're building, your mental health, and all of these kind of other things that really, at that age, I would kind of put second to achieving um, mm. in like a traditional kind of success sense. Because I think it's not unusual that sort of within the first, especially now within the first sort of 10 years of your career, you do really change your definition of success. And I think often you, when you start kind of, start working and start going into your career the success the definition of success is either inherited but that could be from what you've seen on tv that could be what you've seen in a magazine it could also be your parents or your teachers really like spend that time to work out what is what is success for you because yeah. it doesn't have to be lots of money really good status um and really good job title yeah, and I think alongside that, and we know through coaching ourselves, um, that this real essence of awareness, isn't it? And understanding and reflecting. And I love, I love how you mentioned patience because I'm a big believer in this as well. And I often get that feedback to people. That, I remember having a coach a few years ago and he said, one of your, you know, your strongest um, attributes is that you're just patient with the process on things uh, as much as the process. But, you know, just, I guess, every day and every step you take you can moving forward and I think you're right around the process part it's it, that becomes bringing in that validation of there's an end destination as such and you know you've got to do this at this point etc and actually I think like you say when you break things down and just do it step by step or what feels right for you and explore different things that's when some of the magic happens a bit more I find and that's yeah. I really said last year was my big year of just slow down to speed up mm. and sometimes 
like understand that there are because there's loads of thoughts coming through my mind as you're sharing things there around your mental health but then your beliefs are impacting that your your upbringing as you said um creating you know expectations for yourself as well isn't it and you know your environment shaping different things where we're sitting now etc all of this is part of that journey um, and understanding and I think in heightening your awareness to where you're at and what's going on to move forward yeah and I think um it's changed the way I look at other people as well so for example like if I saw someone being like really successful who'd like was like really famous like doing really well I would look at that and think god I want that but I wouldn't necessarily think well what was the path that they had to take in order to get to that yeah so instead of being like oh I I reckon I could do that it was like well do you want to put the thousands of hours and hard work that they put in that you can't actually see Mm -hmm. and I think what I started to kind of realize over the last few years is to focus much less on kind of like like celebrate success and where they are and that's all great but actually think about like what was the path that kind of got what were the decisions that they made what were the opportunities what were the things they said yes to what were the things they said no to and like try and pick out learnings in that part of to try and take learnings there that you can apply to yourself now than just looking at at the result um and I think it's one of the reasons that I love reading like biographies of people like really understanding like I can see on the cover who the person is and I can see that I know that they are successful but what I'm interested in is like what did that kind of struggle or what did that path to their greatness actually look like and where are the learnings and the opportunities there because they're far more relevant to me today than what they're necessarily doing as they're sat in their mansion somewhere today. Yeah 100%. How, how do you do that with clients and you know and if someone's to approach you what's the starting point for them in terms of maybe some of the same things coming through with some clients you know I'll also know that clients come to me and they'll go I don't want my niche it's that type of thing so yeah. what are kind of some of the you know things that people come to you with at the start so the people I tend to work with have been pretty like I would describe them as high achievers uh, for want of a better word but basically they are people that have done well in school probably got a decent degree have had a good start to their career and are just kind of at a point where they're like is this actually what I want to do? In theory, when I look at a piece of paper, I'm successful across all of the different um, criteria for success, but I just don't feel that way. And I feel like, I I either feel that there's a potential within me that's being unfulfilled, Mm. or I feel that I am committing my life to something which isn't actually the thing that I'm going to be thinking about when I'm 70 years old looking back at my life or 90 years old and looking back at my life. So a lot of the initial work that we'll do is very much around like like when you have when have you really lit up with some of the work that you've been doing that could be like examples that they have in their recent career but it could also be stuff that they've done when they were younger or what they hobbies that they have trying to kind of understand like what is important to them about like when they think back to those moments that they were really kind of lit up and loving every second of what they were doing even if it was hard what were the things that were happening and trying to understand why they're important. So that's kind of tapping really into like their values. Yeah. What is it that they need in order to feel uh, fulfilled, feel like they're, they're kind of being true to themselves? A big part of what we would do is also kind of work out what is their definition of success? Mm-hmm. And also what, how has that success changed over time? Mm. Because I think it, sometimes it can be more helpful to think about how it's changed 
Mm. And it's easier to kind of say, oh, when I was 21, I wanted this, 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 this. Mm. And then go, okay, well, is that true for you anymore? What's true about that now and what is not? And to kind of start tapping into that kind of stuff. Um, And then from there, we just kind of break it down and say, okay, well, given that you now have this kind of view of what success means to you right now, and given that you've got an awareness of kind of the things that you need in order to feel most yourself in a working environment, how can we then make sense of these two things um, within your kind of day-to-day job? Yeah. And sometimes for some people that I work with, like one of the biggest realizations is that career isn't as important to them as it used to be. And actually like as they're coming into their thirties, like relationships and family and all these kind of other things. And I think the pandemic has also kind of accelerated this to some extent. And for some really ambitious people, especially if we're talking about like those high achievers that have done really well, it can feel, it almost feels like they're giving up part of their identity. Yeah. Because they were the person that was like this person, like their family were like, you do so well, you're so successful, you're so clever, you're such a good job. And then they're sort of actually realizing that 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 isn't as important for them anymore yeah and and that realization some of the early sessions can be really kind of emotional for clients because as they start to kind of realize that actually their truth today is not what their identity has been for the longest period of time yeah. and coming to terms with that and being able to kind of let go of that and say it worked at that time but it doesn't work for me anymore yeah yeah it's so powerful I love it it resonates so much I remember a couple of years ago I had a bit of challenge going on with again like career and everything and and I had to say to someone once someone who was managing me at the time and I just said what you want for me is not what I want for myself yeah pushing me in the direction that I don't want to go and you're making me feel if I don't do that I haven't achieved my potential or I've made a failure I've done that in your world and your your perspective and through your lens not mine and that sounds kind of you've got to be quite a strong character I think so that I don't mean that arrogantly but I just say so many people don't being that direct and saying actually no this is what I want or actually no you know I I appreciate your feedback I need to take that and think about what that means to me because so often I think people hear things and it's like people who read, I love reading like yourself, absolutely love it. And one of my goals is to read 52 or is to read 52 books this year. So I read one a week and um, yep. I think I'm just slightly behind, um, but <laughs> I take so much from it and um, oh, I have to read this back, but you know, it's about that you have to do, you know, so you can't just keep absorbing information. You've got to understand what it means. I don't read the book for the sake of reading the book to go tick box. I've done it. Yeah. I read it and take things and I want to learn from it and implement. And I think the same is true of that, that I don't just want to, you know, you can absorb information, but you've got to do something with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's really, really interesting. It resonates a lot. And I think that's what I'm saying. You have to be strong to say, actually, this is what's right for me. And, and actually, maybe I don't know. And maybe I want to change things. And, and for me, definitely the term success has, has changed massively the last, I don't know, five years probably even, and, and the last year in terms yeah. of what I want. And some people want more of the, oh, we don't have kids. No. Well, you're not with anyone. No. But, that, but I'm happy. Like, I don't think yeah. I'm happy. Like, I don't, for success, actually, I love the fact that every day I can get up, go to the gym, and I do what I want when I want. Yeah. I don't want to be a life where I'm governed by a routine of the school run and stuff. I'm not judging that. It's not what I want for myself. And it doesn't mean I'm not, you know, living a great life and I'm happy or I'm not successful. I just want something that's different. There's nothing wrong with that. 
yeah that that i mean that resonates a lot i think the um this idea of like so like coaching in the workplace and like there, there, there's definitely like there are a lot of companies now where they think that you're like ma the manager uh reporty line is very like can be a coaching one it's it's not like the old days of micromanaging it's like coach this person and i think one of the things that i've kind of realized is that the goal often isn't clarified between the the manager and the report yeah. and so the manager will try and coach someone to potentially be more like them or yeah. this view of what success is for them but because as we know like if there isn't like a well-formed goal in coaching there isn't really that much coaching that can take place yeah that because that time and that investment isn't actually done in like okay where is it that what is the goal that we can kind of work together on so like understand Natalie what is it that you want in your this job that you're doing what is your goal right now and then for the manager to kind of help figure out how they fit into that mm -hmm. in the absence of that initial conversation um, and I see it all the time with clients people start getting kind of coached <laughs> into these roles that just aren't really what they've ever kind of wanted or, or thought about yeah but because that because that kind of goal setting is never made clear people just kind of go along with it mm. And so, as you said, like it takes a very confident person. And, and I think this is where coaching can be really powerful because people don't often realize that it's something that they can go and do where they don't actually have the answer yet and coaching will help them kind of get the answer. Yeah. Um, having like being able to go, like have someone who has a great relationship with their manager, but something isn't right clicking in terms of how they're being coached. Spend some time with a coach who's objective and kind of outside of that situation that can really ask you the questions around what is it that you want in your life yeah. and how can we make sense of it? can give these people so much more confidence and clarity when they go back to their day-to-day -day jobs and they speak to their manager to say actually this is what I need in order to feel happy in my role this yeah. is what I need in order to feel successful how can we now work together with the shared understanding in terms of how we progress so that I can help you with what you need to do but also you can help me with what I need yeah yeah I think that's it's phenomenal it's a great you put it in such a great way I was I've been working with um so I've done career coaching as well and corporate uh you know coaching so I love all of that I guess I focus more personal and group coaching with building businesses and helping coaches is my niche but I, I definitely still do elements within that because I love it and yeah. uh, we like lots of different strings so um we were talking this week actually about having how we measure performance more and manage performance and it was really interesting to see about implementing the uh, looking at goals on a periodic basis opposed to just reviews for your performance every you know two years job done or twice a year that's it and yeah. and it really got me thinking yesterday exploring it all around visually because I'm a visual learner what that looks like on that journey and thinking actually what that shows me is that exactly like you said and this has come through this week I've been listening to um, I think it's called the infinite game it's a new Simon Sneak book you probably really yeah. love it actually and it's all around again, not um, infinite success versus finite. And just, you know, like that there is a destination and tick box you've ended there. It's not about that. Yeah. So looking at this way, exactly like you've said, it's actually people aren't really clear in, you know, business and career coaching, corporate. It's about the real expectation and the goals. And it's, it's really interesting. Like we know that coaching, like you just said, it cannot be a coaching session without a goal and a time yeah. and everything. So bringing that into their way of, working and being as a leader it will accelerate growth so much more quick 
quickly because they are focused periodically you're tapping into where they are with those goals and you're just moving forward you've just got to have what well, I did think about well, what would be the obstacles and challenges here and a lot of it is around again sometimes expectation of pace and actually you have to really lead that and be disciplined to say we are doing this because this benefits this hour actually benefits so much more than not doing it yeah I think the other thing that um have being clear with kind of what it is that you are either wanting to work towards or wanting to achieve, it makes receiving feedback so much more straightforward. Yeah. I see a lot of people who will, will be in a situation where they'll be, get, they'll be getting feedback from all kinds of different people in their job and they'll just be like, and it'll be conflicting feedback and they have absolutely no idea what to do with it. Yeah. And my question to that is, okay, well, what is it that you were trying to achieve here? Yeah. What is it that you're working towards? And then if you anchor yourself on that, yeah. you can look at the feedback more objectively and say, okay, and even the person who gave the feedback and say, okay, is this person aware of, aware of what I'm trying to achieve? And has this person got experience or prior knowledge that would help me in that pursuit? And yeah. if the answer to both those questions is no, maybe just thank them for the feedback and then kind of discard it. And then if you can find other people that really uh, get what you're trying to do, and you know that they've got a lot of experience in it, they're the people that you really kind of double down on that feedback, try and get more from them, because yeah. th that, that will help you so that sometimes if you're feeling like you're getting feedback from every single person and it can just feel completely overwhelming and you just get really stuck, go back to what you were trying to achieve and then look at the feedback and start to filter out the stuff that you just doesn't make sense to you in what you're doing. And I think that's where sometimes with manager conversations where you're going to get feedback and it isn't clear what you're working towards with your manager because they have one view of what your career is going to be and you have a slightly different view. It can be really difficult because you'll take your manager's feedback. They're a point of authority on you. They're probably responsible for your salary increase or whether you get promoted and all these kind of things. Mm. But you might find it really difficult to accept the feedback because you just don't think it's relevant or you don't agree with it. And I think mo like nine times out of 10, the reason for that will be that the goal just isn't clear between the two of you yeah yeah a hundred percent and actually growth is an output isn't it I think people think of like you know seeing it in that way and that you you know going on that I'm just I'm just thinking of so many ideas around this but it is around I think like you just said getting that that clarity on the expectation and and I love that point what you're trying to achieve here and that we get so defensive in feedback whereas actually like you say when you just approach it in a way of like when we're coaching what worked well what didn't go so well we're going to change continue and, and becoming a way of you know working opposed to just thinking right this is your feedback and you're getting ready for it and then you're going to get defensive about it and yeah. it is it's not a healthy way to be and I don't always like the term growth mindset as such because I think people use it in a different way nowadays. But it is very much around don't be so fixed in the ideas that you have or that what it, you know how it's been. Just go with something and see if it works and it doesn't go again. Mm. The um, there's something in the book by Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk, which is the difference between someone with a high ego yeah. and someone with high self-esteem. And I think it really comes down to that because someone with, I actually have it written on my wall, which is what I'm looking at right now, but um, someone with a high ego will basically fear what people will say. Yeah. And it is because every, like anything that they say will potentially be an attack on their ego. Yeah. Whereas someone with high self-esteem will be able to filter what people will say. Yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. And it's this idea of like, when you, if you can kind of focus less on your ego, but, 
and, and more on your self-esteem you can cut and self-esteem really is kind of just being clearer with who you are and what it is that you need that is that will make you happy that isn't driven by ego yeah uh, if you can be clear on those things it makes it much more objective it makes it much easier for you to objectively look at feedback from other people mm-hmm. criticism that you might get asking for help all these kind of different things sort of become easier when you're coming from a position of it and this has been a big lesson for me I definitely was someone who was like big on the ego when I started working and learning and like feeling like I needed to be successful versus the team needing to be successful and all these kind of different things yeah um if you can kind of establish the difference between self-esteem and ego it makes it so much easier for you to be able to just like I don't want to say the word survive but like just kind of get through the day yeah and and kind of remove that that shield of defensiveness especially when it comes to things like feedback um that can just kind of ruminate in your brain for days and days and days and days and just instead be like okay here's a piece of information that someone's given me as feedback is it helpful is it related to what I'm trying to achieve yes no if it, if it is great you've learned something if it's not thank you move on yeah. And one of my big beliefs is that, you know, whether you are doing your own business, whatever, everybody needs to show up as a leader yeah. and, and leaders have to be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, that's really key as well with this for sure. What um, book has had the biggest impact on you? What book has had the biggest impact on me? Oh, good question. It's so funny. Cause like, if I look at my bookcase I'm looking at right now, it, it there's like I look at different books and there's always like a different lesson that comes from each book yeah yeah Um, and so it is definitely difficult I would say to be honest more recently like say in the last year the Jay Shetty book has had probably the biggest influence on me yeah very good one yeah things around like having a gratitude practice like trying to like all the stuff to do with like purpose and dharma um a lot of things around like if you like the thing um, I guess my biggest takeaways from the book are like if you want to achieve things and like I still want to like achievement is still one of my core values I still want to like achieve things but if you want to achieve things focus on the learning was one of the big learnings there the other one was if you want to have a fulfilling life focus on service to others yeah 100% yeah and so those two things really so like and it's interesting in terms of like, I've done kind of like values elicitations with other coaches and things like that. And the values that kind of stand out for me are freedom, fulfillment and achievement. Yeah. And like I, freedom, I could understand it was kind of like having the ability to just do a whole bunch of variety of different things, like be creative, all this kind of stuff. With the achievement and the fulfillment, I've kind of rethought them to be okay. Like if you want to achieve, you need to learn. And if you want to feel fulfilled, you need to be helping more people. And though that kind of translation of those two values has very much come as a result of reading the book by Jay Shetty. And so that's probably the being the biggest one. Yes, great summary. So kind of wrapping up then, I've asked one of the questions I said earlier. So uh, kind of the four left is, how do you measure success? We've spoken a lot around that, that word, but how do you measure it for your world and what you do? Yeah, for me, success is, am I learning something new every day? And am I not being selfish with that knowledge, i.e. am I sharing it with someone so that they can learn something new either about themselves or about the world? And so if I can go to bed every day and think I've helped someone by sharing knowledge and that knowledge has been acquired through learning, 
that's yeah. like success for me right now. Yeah, I have a bit of a routine in the morning and a, my, a morning mindset questions that I answer in my one of my diaries. And one of them is around who could you um, surprise with a gift, a note of appreciation, you know, or message as such gift. So, yeah, I definitely think that's absolutely, I love that perspective straight in the morning as well, thinking, oh, who could that be today? Yeah. <laughs> really good. What do you think people can do to live a happier life? Gratitude. 100%. I mean, it's very much related to what you just said. Like the one of the first things that me and my girlfriend started doing in, at the beginning of the pandemic, which was a result of doing a, it's called the Science of Wellbeing course with the Yale University. It's an amazing course. It's free online. Uh, if people are interested, they should look it up. But it was, you should uh, like do a gratitude practice every single day. Yes. I always thought I was a pessimistic person. I am a lot more hopeful. I'm a lot more positive. I'm a lot more optimistic. I'm a lot more caring with the people around me just by at the end of every single day just as we're going to bed we say five things that we're grateful for that mm. happened in that day and I think the reason it's been great in the pandemic is it's been really difficult at times yeah. and it's been hard to find stuff to be grateful for but that's almost that's almost like a, like when you do a really hard workout in the gym yeah if everything was going fine it'd be really easy to pick five things if things are going bad and you can still five, find five things um your everything about how you're feeling just immediately changes yeah yeah love that. and what can people do to live a more purposeful life what can they do to lead a more purposeful life i understand their purpose i think um yeah i think and what can they do to understand their purpose look back at all of the things that you've done in your life that you've absolutely loved that yeah. you've felt the most yourself and the most true most honest most authentic all of these different words and then start start to find the threads between them Brilliant. how who are you talking to what were the relationships like what were you doing what were you learning all this kind of stuff you can start to be able to identify what those things are and you can articulate your purpose everything else will start to make sense and you can more you can more confidently say yes and say no to things as they come your way and finally what does chris want to be known for I, what does Chris want to be known for? Ah, I would like to be known for someone who was like, could make people think differently about things, help people become happier, help people become um, more, like more freer versions of themselves and did so in a really simple and easy and easy to digest and easy to access way. And so it's, it comes right back to how can I learn some stuff and then how can I share that in a really easy and digestible way for people so that even if it's the, they see one post from me and it's only 30 seconds of their day, it's just something that they've seen that maybe has made them start to have a bit of an aha moment in their head. Yeah, yeah, really impactful. Definitely the same when it comes to mental health, isn't it? Sometimes that just that moment can really help. Yeah amazing look thank you so much for your time i actually love your perspective on everything um and it's really added value so thank you so much where can people find you um yes thank you for that um Natalie, thank you for the kind words um where can people find me you can find me on instagram uh christy hannay uh and you can find me on linkedin and then there's a bunch of links going from there i have a newsletter that goes out each week where okay. i try and share just like small kind of things like a two minute read that will just make you think a little bit differently about yourself yeah, I have similar of a newsletter. It's called Five Minute Friday. So similar as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> like, like no one wants to read a long essay from me. Right. It's just going to be that small kind of thing that you're just taken to 
take into your week or your weekend and just think, oh, actually, that, that I'm thinking slightly different about something that I hadn't really thought about before. Add value. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I really hope you've taken some value. If you would like to focus on achieving your purpose-driven goals, then reach out and share with me one thing that's going great for you right now and one thing that you're really struggling with. Let's see if or how I can help you to leverage your business to make more money, make an impact and have more freedom. As always, go take action and make an impact and have a great day.